Awesome to see everybody's faces. Uh, for those of you tuning in online, uh, welcome. So if you weren't here uh, last week, we're in uh, part two of a three-part series. It's called Living into the Fullness of God. And uh, so this week's called Intimacy with God. Last week, um, you know, obviously was, was part one. And uh, so that message was very full of truth. And really, uh, you know, it was, it was called What Does God Want? And the, the answer really to, to that question that, that we came to was obedience. And really it's showing God love and the fullness of love through obedience. So God wants our loving obedience, which ends up in a fuller life for ourselves because God knows what is best for us. So let us listen to him and his word. All right, he, he, he knows what's great for us. So that's a very truthful, truthful message. And then there's grace, right? Josh has always said truth plus grace equals love, right? Love that. So, so the grace piece, really want to step into that today, intimacy with God and, and grace. So um, really just to fall into love with God. And we love him because he first loved us. You know, he sent his one and only son, Jesus, right, to die for us. True, true, true love taught us how to love better while, while he was here among us and then left his Holy Spirit for us to continue the work from when he was here. And upon acceptance of Jesus, right, we, we get that Holy Spirit into, into us you know, sharing God's spirit with him. And I mean, it doesn't get any more intimate than that, right? Literally sharing a spirit with, with another person. And I mean, that's, honestly, that's exciting. That's powerful. You just, just, you can't get more loving than that. Spirit of God in us. We are a child of God. We are children of God. And we can follow his spirit, speak to God, ask God for things, Listen to God, and the Spirit helps us grow into this and become better and better and better and mature into it. And that's the relationship that He's really looking for with us to become more and more and more intimate. And our deepest longing is to be known, right? To, to be known by God. And, and so often we, we pray to God, prayer requests to God, right? Ask for things. Which, which is so important. Right? It's so important to, to ask God for things. Don't get me wrong, what, whatsoever. The power of prayer, that's so, so important. But in a relationship, you know, in order for us to really know God, we, we, have, to, we have to listen too. You know, what, what type of a relationship is it where, where you don't listen to, to the other person? And this is the most glorious relationship we could possibly have. If you think of a relationship with, you know, a significant other or, or a friend, and if all you did was talk to that person and you never listened, I mean, how, how would that relationship be really, right? Would you even would you be friends with that person? Would you still even be with that person? It's so important for us, for us to, to listen. And it's all throughout the Bible as well, right? The listening piece too. So Proverbs, Isaiah, Jesus... 
You know, Jesus told us, you know, specifically, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. John 10, 27. Right, so, so do you listen to, to God's voice? How much time do you spend listening to, to God's voice? And there's ways, ways that we can create spiritual rhythms to, to really get into that practice of, of listening to God's voice and his direction and his instruction. Bible reading, right? We talked about prayer, writing, fasting, Sabbath days. And that puts us into a posture to become receptive to God's voice, different signs that we can see, direction at all times through the day. But really, it's, it's just spending time with God at the, at the end of the day. And, and we become aware of, of his presence, you know, it's really flexing a muscle and, and using a muscle and strengthening that muscle. And really, to some degree, I mean, we're, we're completely letting go of control and letting, letting God take the reins, walking with God, complete intimacy with him, complete trust in God that he's going to take us down the right path. And so my favorite spiritual rhythm personally is contemplative prayer, centering prayer, biblical meditation, it's pretty much all synonymous, and uh, it's mostly because I, I like to follow the example of, of Jesus directly. That's what, you know, I, I try to do. Small groups, he has, you know, he has 12 apostles, so if, you're, if you have a like, perfect small group, it's typically 12 people. Try and just follow that exact pattern. And uh, so all throughout the Gospels, right, we see that Jesus went alone to, to pray. And Mark 135, right, right off the beginning, hops into that, Jesus went off to a solitary place where, where he prayed. And something that I find fascinating, fascinating, is when, uh, when we open the Bible, right, it's no coincidence that Psalm, the Bible's over here, Psalm 119 is, uh, is directly in the middle. So uh, we have 879 pages here, 438 to 439, so Psalm 119, it's the longest chapter in the Bible, and it's all about falling into love with the Word of God, God's Word, and meditating on His Word. And so, so my goal, ultimately, is to have life become just one constant prayer walking with God. And that word, it's, it's, it's his alive word, right? And those words that Jesus spoke, I mean, all the way through, it's, it's living, popping off of the page, right? It speaks to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us through, through the word. And so the constant renewing of the mind. So, so hold on to that thought, right? Transformed by the renewing of our mind. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, does that. And, but, but we're all different, right? So that, that's my favorite, but that, that's not every of us. Not, it's not all of us. You know, many, if not most of us have heard of meditation, some of contemplative prayer, but they're not, not, not the only ways to get into a posture of being aware of God's presence. And uh, in fact, so, so the dean at, uh, at my seminary school, uh, Palmer Seminary School, that's where I go, uh, his name's Dean Bronkema. He said I could use his name. So he said when he, when he tries to meditate, he actually, uh, or, or, you know, contemplative prayer, he'll fall asleep. 
right? Which is the, the great thing about talking to people that are, that are very into, uh, you know, just very devout and, and have really put their lives into God because you realize, like, for me, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Like, everybody should do this, right? Everybody should love contemplative prayer, but I, not everybody's the same, right? So for him, praying without ceasing is huge, right? 1 Thessalonians 5.17, that specifically, right, is, is that verse. And uh, this is the posture that we're really looking to get into anyway from these different spiritual rhythms that we have. So in constant communication with God, one constant prayer walk with God, as mentioned above, constant intimacy, listening for God's voice, constant communication throughout the day, as if everything and every time you always have your best friend there walking right alongside of you. And so within everything, whether it's big or it's the small things, just getting into that posture of talking to God constantly. So whether it's the sunset, majestic clouds, the radiance of the rainbow that reminds you of God's promise, asking God to help you what to do with you know, your night choice, the big or small. If somebody cuts you off when you're driving, you know, there, there's possibly slash probably a real reason that that person is doing it, or definitely something deep-seated, something deep-rooted. So instead of getting mad, like praying for that person, you know, praying without ceasing, like actually praying for that and, and going through with that, right? Not just reading it, but actually doing it. And if you have schoolwork, right, or a work project, uh, you know, asking God for, for help with that, right? So praying constantly, whether it's big, small, and thanking him for things that are big and small. And, and with life in general, just wondering with him and maybe why he would have chosen you for, for some blessing when there's so many other people that, that could use that blessing as well. And just thanking him for that. And that brings so, so much joy and peace Right, getting into that posture of thankfulness, that pot posture of thankfulness as well. And with God constantly with us, right? He is constantly with us. We vehemently believe that. Why not talk to him throughout the day? Right? Why, why wouldn't we do that? And we'll find that we build up the habit that our first reaction is to be reaching out to God, to be praying with God, to ask God rather than walking it alone. And that's so much more fulfilling when we talk about living into the fullness of God. They're with you all the time, and it's fun, comforting, your best friend with you all the time, right next to you, instead of doing it by yourself. And you're so much more productive, helpful to others in so many ways, so much more peaceful and joyful for just a, a way to live const, that constant intimacy with, with God. And then reading the Bible, right, that's of course a form of prayer and intimacy. And I believe arguably the best accomplishment of a lifetime is reading the Bible, right? Reading the way that, that God, right, from in the beginning and, and how he really developed humanity, taught right from wrong, all the prophecies about what was to come and then now the future hope to come as well. So wonderful. 
And then there's so many other ways too, right? Memorizing verses, music, singing, literally walking with God, fasting, Sabbath days, retreats, so many ways. Sabbath days. And uh, so speaking of reading, right, let's, let's, uh, let's hop into that main scripture for, for the day. So we're in, uh, we're in Romans 12, and at this point we're moving beyond the historical narrative of the Holy Spirit, which was in Acts, right? we had the four Gospels and then Acts, now we're moving into Romans, and you can hear the Spirit speaking through Paul in such a profound way. Right? It's, it's, so, it's so prophetic in this new era of hope in the Holy Spirit at work, and in this case through Paul, and it is wondrous as you go through Romans. And the Holy Spirit, so it's profound in giving us access to this walk and this intimacy with God, with Jesus. Right? And thank you, Heavenly Father, honestly, for all of us that, that we're in the age of the Holy Spirit. Right? Jesus talked about that. To, to his people that, you know, the prophets would have loved to have been in the time that we're in now, that they were in then. And when we follow the Spirit, right, life in us, speak to God, listen to God, Spirit helps us grow and mature into this, as talked about. And, and Paul says in Romans 8, right before we get into 12, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Even if we do not know what we ought to pray for, the Spirit himself intercedes for us through our wordless groans. So it's there for us. God's there for us all the time as our best friend. So there's so much packed into these two verses. We're going to see, uh, you know, most importantly for the, the topic today, I, I want to concentrate on that, that how we can literally transform our mind, becoming more and more like Jesus, right, the ultimate role model, and steadily releasing that which is not holy and making more room within us for the Holy Spirit to, to cleanse out and become more and more like Jesus. So here Paul is, right, writing to the believers in Rome. And read just, just both verses, right? Romans 12, 1 and 2, packed a ton in two verses. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Right? And we honestly could spend the entire three-part series unpacking these two verses, but like I mentioned, right, let's concentrate on that transformed by the renewing of your mind. So here we are, right, Paul and the Spirit telling us he, he wants to renew our minds. He wants to transform us. He wants us to live into God's perfect will for our lives, for your life, for each of our lives. And I really want us to grab onto that, right? That we can renew our minds moment to moment, constantly looking at our circumstances and then renewing our minds, right? If, if we're anxious, if we're tired, if we need energy, right? You can ask God for, for that, right? Moment to moment. If you need motivation, right? And then also on top of that, if, if, if you need humility, 
to seek help with an issue, right? It's not like God, it, <laughs> he, he gives us ways that, that, that we can get help as well, right? It's not like you can just pray to God and everything's good. So if you want to win the race, right, you need to participate in the race. He'll put helpers there. It's not just, just pray and, and that's it and we're all good. And additionally, right, the, the other huge part to that, Paul states, we'll be able to discover what the will is for our lives. What the will of God is for our lives. Intimacy with God. Spend time with God. For that one, finding the will for your life, I would highly suggest reading His Word. Right? I mean, that's, that's pretty... To truly find the, God's will for your life, that's... You really need to spend some, some sincere time with God. And I find it fascinating, you know, to put it in this context as well, if we go back to the end of Romans 11, so right before Romans 12:1, Paul's navigating through a very tough topic, and, and he ends with this prayer. And it really talks about, you know, the mystery of God and how beautiful, how beautiful the mystery of God really is. Right? So uh, it's, we're, we're 1133, Romans 11, verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Isaiah 40, 13. Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? Job 41, 11. So Paul, you know, obviously quoting the Old Testament for from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. So Paul speaking in wonderful humility to the beautiful mystery of God. And so personally, you know, with me loving meditation, right, and that, that kind of being my spiritual rhythm that, that I love to get into, I would think that, that Paul spent long times, of, long times in prayer, Right, in meditation, to really come to these revelations that, that he came to. And he surely spent a lot of time writing. We know that, right? And thank you, Paul, for, for your letters and, and your guidance. So the renewing of our minds, right? It's amazing how time in and time again, science finds new words for that which has been around since the beginning, which is timeless, so the modern-day word science uses for the renewing of your mind, we say neuroplasticity, right? So your mind can literally rewire itself with new neuron connections, and this is how a person with brain damage can relearn how to walk. Renewing of the mind, right? Nothing is new under the sun. Find new words, but it's, it's the same concept. So during meditation, contemplative prayer, mind is highly active, creating new connections, renewing, rewiring, godly meditation. Insight gleamed is truly a gem of glory, right? Ideas, activity, practice that is so intimate with God. And so uh, I'd mentioned Psalm 119, um, and the psalmist in, in that, so it's 176 verses, and he uses the word meditation eight times. And then he uses, you know, synonyms as well, right? So seek, consider, praise, recount, unfold. But he's really pondering 
the wonder of God's ways and his word and just falling in love with God's word through these 176 verses. So with, with the meditation pieces, right? So I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. It's verse 15. Verse 23, your servant will meditate on your decrees. Verse 27, cause me to understand the way of your precepts. I meditate on your wonderful deeds. 48, I reach out for your commands, which I love, that I meditate on your decrees. 78, I will meditate on your precepts. 97, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. 99, I meditate on your statutes. 148, I meditate on your promises. Right? There is nothing, absolutely nothing more beautiful than an intimate life with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Peace, comfort, joy, contentment, self-control, love, anything good you could possibly think of all packaged up into an intimate relationship with God. And so, given all of this, right, how, how intimate is, is your walk with God? on a a day-to-day basis with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit? how, how, How in tune are you with God's direction, with God's voice? Do you need to spend more time with Jesus? And how often do you communicate with God throughout the day? As if you always had your best friend there with you at all times. You have God constantly with you, right, as we mentioned. So why not talk to him throughout the day? He's right there. He's right here with us, right, the Holy Spirit. And as you do so, you'll find you build that habit of having your first reaction to be to pray instead of being reactive, to share with God, to ask for God, instead of feeling ways that that you may not want to or acting ways that you may not want to. And it's such a more fulfilling life. You're more fruitful to other people, more productive, constantly renewing your mind, right? Transformed by the greatness of God moment to moment. And I I want us to remember too, right? This is a lifetime journey, right? It's not like, where are you right now? Like, oh man, my my relationship isn't, like this 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 is a lifetime walk, a lifetime journey, a lifetime of grace, in and with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. And it's not a race. And once you accept Jesus, right, you'll always be growing for the rest of your life. It'll never stop. And to me, like, that's, that's enthralling. I don't, I don't know how everybody else feels, but, but to me, that, that, is, that is exciting. And there's so many different options for ways that you can go about tackling that to, to walk down that path. Right, of course, reading, most especially the Bible, right? Writing in many creative ways. You can rewrite Psalms. You can look at different pieces of the gospel. Maybe if you want to write what it may have been like during the Sermon on the Mount, what it would have been like to, to go in the excitement of having Jesus coming and what it would have felt like to be touching a rock or who would have been around you and everybody running to go and check that out and you know, really writing these things out creatively. Memorizing verses, meditating, 
right? Reciting verses, music, singing, literally walking with God, fasting, Sabbath days, retreats, praying without ceasing, as we talked about, looking for the divine in the daily, just the everyday life, beauty of God. We talked about the rainbow, the promise, right? And really finding how, how beautiful that is. And there's various techniques and concepts. I don't know if, you've, if anyone here has ever heard of Lactio Divina, Consolation and Desolation, Liturgy, Discernment, Awakening, Purgation, Illumination, Union, kind of more very meditative, I don't want to say advanced, but uh, seminary wordage, right? But at the end of the day, I mean, it really just comes down to spending time with God. This is what that is. Communicating with God and the better your relationship will be. So the more time you listen for his voice, the more time you'll walk into that praying without ceasing. And the more you listen to his voice, the more you'll give yourself an opportunity to experience his love. The more you experience his love, the more you'll come to trust him. And the more you trust him, the more you will obey. And then with that obedience comes experience of his greatness and what happens from being obedient. And the more you'll find rest in God, the more you'll find peace with life in general. And God tells us in Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for your word, for your hope, for your son, for every piece of goodness that, that you brought to us. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for everything that we can walk into and, and live into and love others into and teaching us the way. Not only giving us the word, right, but being patient with time, teaching us right from wrong. Your son coming, teaching us truly in person how to love, giving his life, giving your life, giving us the spirit. And I pray that we really see the beauty in that and fall in love with that and the intimacy that we can find in you and how glorious that walk with you is and becomes. And I pray that we spread that into our community, live it out. That type of unconditional love is contagious. So please have us walk in that way. And have that touch the world as well. In your name we pray. Amen.